Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined uh, this episode by Pete's son. Harrison, how you doing? I'm doing well, despite not being paid for this and uh, recording it in a really, really hot third story apartment with no air conditioning. So if you hear uh, if you hear this sound during the episode, I don't know if any of you can hear that, but I am spraying myself down he literally with a is. water bottle to be able to record this for you guys. So we, you need, know. To, we need to get like a, a spray bottle noise that that Pete or you or somebody can use when I when my takes get too hot. We just got to make like the dog whisperer sound, the like, no, Anthony, (laughs) no, shut, shut up, Anthony. Just stop talking. Um, so yeah, you know, I wouldn't say I'm doing well, but I'm doing as well as I can be under the circumstances (laughs) of what has been an unexpectedly, uh, busy and long day so far. I it's, so I went and got my haircut today and while I was there, the, you know, you make the typical small talk and, and the girl who was cutting my hair asked like, okay, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I, I cover the Lakers. And he goes, oh, that's, that seems like it would be fun. Like, that okay. Be- I was going to say, I, I, I was curious about how you would describe your job. You, you never just lead with like, I'm a podcaster. No, well, I just say I wouldn't do that. Cause it sounds like my, like, even yeah. though it's a legit profession now, yeah. 90% of the population is going to be like, so you live in your mom's basement then. Right, right. Yeah. Super millennial job. Yeah. Uh, especially to, to Doug Godley. But <laughs> we were so I usually I usually start with I cover the Lakers and then if they ask for further like clarification, I can give that, you know, but it usually involves like I'll, I'll say I'll go. I cover the Lakers and then they say, oh, oh, like, what does that mean? And I go, well, I I write about them and they go, oh, like, well, like, on like for for what? No, so okay. well, all right, fine. I cover the Lakers. I write about them for a website called Silver Screen and Roll, which is owned by Fox or Vox. And then I, I yeah, I sometimes mispronounce Vox, or yeah. people look at me like they they give me you know like with my complexion, they usually assume that it's Fox. Yeah, and I'm like, no, 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 Vox, Vox, V O X, right? <laughs> and then uh, I say, well, I, I also have a show. Uh, that that I I talk about the Lakers with like oh a show, I I say it's a podcast. Oh what's what's a podcast? It's like radio, but Nobody like asks you what is a podcast. I, no, now. I swear to God, I what, get you it. Live a in a retirement home. I I talk to a lot of old people. Oh, I, I myself am old. Yeah, I myself am old. Uh, but a lot of you know. So then you got to explain what a podcast is. And by this point, you reg- I I've already regretted saying what I do for a living five times over. Yeah, I always just say that, uh, like, almost, I, I would say 95% of the time when people ask me what I do at this point, I just say, um, I just say that I'm in communications. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I communicate. Yeah, because then they're like, oh, that sounds boring, and they don't ask you any more questions. Because, like, whenever, whenever yeah. I mention Lakers, the follow-up is always like, oh, can you get me tickets? Not always, but, like, enough. Really? I've never Or it's like, do you know LeBron? Or, like, <laughs> you know. Whatever. And, yeah, like, we're buds. I just, like, I'm not trying to have that conversation with my Uber driver, you know? Like, oh, I love – I want to start the podcast where I get – I tell Uber drivers what I do, and they immediately give me their – podcasting takes like they, they they open up their podcast 
their Lakers takes, their sports basketball takes. Like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, actually, that could be an entertaining podcast. Yeah, it would. It would also like it would also open me up for a lot of legal issues because I would be recording people without their knowing. So yeah, but you know, hey, D'Angelo Russell Worth got it. away with it, so why can't you? <laughs> Speaking of legal issues, uh, that's what we're going to oh, start. Gosh. We're going to start this uh, show with, uh, and and look. Right now, these are still allegations. It, it, it is allegedly DeMarcus Cousins on the phone talking to the mother of his son uh, about wanting his son at his wedding that occurred over the weekend. And uh, when she said no or when she refused, he told her that he would put a bullet through her head. Her mother effing head. Uh, allegedly, this voice on the phone, if it yes. was DeMarcus Cousins, yeah. said that to this woman. And that TMZ was reporting all of these details about who it was. And then they've been somewhat separately confirmed that these are yeah. the claims being made by other aggregated. news outlets. Yeah. Yeah. It's their initial report has been aggregated by a bunch of platforms that would not uh, aggregate them without some kind of confirmation. Yeah, well, other ones have gotten caught. Like the LA Times just got confirmation on some of the details and things like that. Again, I think it's still – we just have to note that, like, it has not been confirmed that this actually is DeMarcus Cousins or, like, what the situation behind the – like, we just have to say all of that. I know this is not us trying to say, like, that this person is lying. This is us trying to say, like, we would like to not be sued. So we have to mention that all of this stuff is alleged. I would like to keep my sweet, sweet podcasting money. Yes, my uh, communications job. Uh. <laughs> but if it is indeed DeMarcus Cousins on the other end of that line, Harrison and I are going to analyze that situation and, and what the Lakers can do, what their options are, what they maybe should do. I have thoughts on that. There was also a more fun story. Uh, the second thing that we're going to talk about here is Kobe Bryant kind of not even throwing shade. Like, we can't even do a Fifty Shades of Shade segment on this, right? This was just Kobe flat out. No, this was direct. He <laughs> just flat out saying Shaq was I mean, I Shaq think he was, was kidding. Yeah. But also, it's Kobe, so. Yeah. No, I don't think he was. Really. I don't think he was kidding all that much because he said that, like, he said that to Shaq directly, which I would love to have heard uh, when yeah. he said it. And then, you know, as I've been promising, uh, I'm going to open up the mailbag to answer any questions with any time we have left over there. So let's go back, though, to this alleged. You know what? Let's take a quick second because I got to figure out how exactly we're going to address this. Uh, it's a complicated, complicated story. Uh, a lot more complicated than than some would like it to be on either side of the discussion. So let's take a quick second. When we come back, we'll talk about that. So on one hand, you say you threaten... And, and it's being treated like an actual threat, by the way, legally speaking. That, yes, the, the Mobile, Alabama Police Department are investigating this. Yeah. Um, and, like, the Lakers are gathering information, they said in a statement. Uh, and the NBA also said they're doing their own investigation into this. So this is being investigated by, like, multiple parties at yes. this point. It's, it's very serious. I mean, it's, it's a serious allegation, so yeah. it should be investigated. So on one hand, you say... You threaten somebody's life in such a violent manner, you never ever do that. And I agree with with that stance, generally speaking. That's that's a that's a it's a great policy. You never say that to anybody. Uh, the other half of it would say, well, he was set up, and he was, and and this was a 
a woman, and this is, again, this isn't my thoughts on this, but this has been the response that I've gotten in my mentions, and then we got it a ton to Silver Screen and Roll when we aggregated the story. He was set up, and this woman was not happy that he was getting married over the weekend, and and he used their child as essentially a, a tool to get this guy in trouble, to get so the legendary... I've heard that, and I just honestly, I don't even think that that's a legitimate side to take or a legitimate point to make because, uh, and I'm glad that you agree, because I think, like, for this person to have recorded this, there was not, unless there's something missing on this recording that we are not getting, and it is very short, so Mm -hmm. that is always possible, but, like, for this person to be recording this and have some idea that he would say something like this, that explicit of a threat, and be to be recording the call and know that right. there was a possibility of this, this can't be the first time, or yeah. one would not think, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, regardless of the circumstances or whatever, like, whether it was recorded or not, like, that is not an okay thing to say to another human being. That is not an okay thing to say, allegedly, to the mother of your child. Yeah. Um, um, Especially not that it, to, that's not an okay thing thing to say to anyone. Right. And so regardless of the circumstances or anything, it's just like that, that is a reprehensible thing to say. Yes. So if that is DeMarcus Cousins, as these allegations say that it was, then like that is something that I would think that the Lakers and the NBA would and probably should have a no tolerance policy for. I completely agree on all that. Right. And where this gets kind of complicated, it I guess – to a certain extent, I don't necessarily agree with this, but the fact that his kid could have been potentially used as a tool to get him to that point somewhat muddies the waters. I, 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 the whole I am thing not, is, I am yeah, not the personally, whole thing is, well, I, what I was going to say is I, I am not personally in a situation where, like, I have a kid with, some, with, a, with a woman or with somebody else that that would want to do that to me. So I, I, I can't really relate to that. There are some people who apparently can. Uh, I, And as such, it's hard for me to just judge outright. But what I will say, though, is that just generally speaking, that is not something you say to anybody. No. It's just, that's just and, – and like you said like – That's you, such an explicit threat. Too. It is. That's not just – like I, I'm not going to make a bunch of non – say a bunch of nonspecific things like or whatever. But like yeah. that's such a specific act that you are describing that right. like takes it up a notch to me. Right. That's why, you know that's what I why mean? they're treating it like a threat. Like that's yeah. why they're – that's why they're saying that this is something – because now – you know, it's an actual threat, and it, and it can be deemed as imminent because they have to deal with each other at some point, mm-hmm. right? They have to because they have a child together. They have to work things out to so that Demarcus can be able to see his son. She can be able to see uh, her son. Like this is something that that they are taking very seriously, and and as such, she reportedly filed a restraining order as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and so. I think that the next thing that needs to happen for this to take the next like legal step against him is she needs to sign a warrant according yes. according to, yeah. to Tanya Gengoli, which we'll see how how that all comes out to play. But what I want to talk about here is what do the Lakers do because this is a Lakers show, and I you know I don't I don't I don't want to go down the path of 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 righteousness or whatever. But for the Lakers, this seems like a pretty cut and dry situation. Like this, it, it, it really kind of does. It, it's unfortunate that you have to take in things into account, like he has a torn ACL and all of that. 
and that you know shouldn't make cutting him easier, but it does. It, like that's uh, when I when I usually if if Demarcus Cousins was healthy and this and this tape came out, and I quote tweeted. Uh, the the silver screen and roll article by saying yeah this is probably enough to cut him over, the response would have been a lot more angry. Yeah, but people don't care now because now he's not he can't help them with basketball. Right, right. Yeah, and and so like I, I'm not saying that it should be this way, but it is this way, and this is something that like this is a this is an uncomplicated this is about an easy a situation as the Lakers can have. To taking a stance and telling their fans we actually care about this stuff because last year they signed Lance Stevenson, this year they hired Jason Kidd. Now this happens with a, a Lakers player who had this kind of uh, situation arise while he is employed by the Lakers. This is an easy yeah. This case is the for them. one where it's like this happened while he's on the team. Right. This is not previous stuff that you know some may find like like that most would find like pretty reprehensible. Um, and then them hiring them later and they can sell like the, well, second chances. They right. told us that they were going to be better. All that stuff. Like they can sell all that stuff when it didn't happen under their employee. That's not to say that that's the right thing to right. do. Or I right disagree with it. it. <laughs> yeah. So do I. Right. Um, but in, in some cases, but like, I think that in this case, like this is something that he did while on your roster allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, to me, that would not seem to be a difficult decision, but I would imagine it's different when you're in the building and you have factors like, you know, DeMarcus Cousins is really good friends with Anthony Davis. He's really good friends with John Rondo, who I know you're going to roll your eyes, but that's I a did. voice that matters here. I, I don't know what his relationship is like with LeBron or with anyone in the front office or anything like that that might potentially complicate that. And again, I'm not justifying this. I'm just saying it may not be as cut and dry to them. Right. And like you even had Kuz tweeting today, like, you know, he it was pretty vague, but he just tweeted like pretty right after this stuff. Be careful. It's uh, it's people out here trying to get you, kid. And, right. you know, like that, I would imagine that is not an uncommon mindset in the NBA on something like mm-hmm. this, because these guys live in a different stratosphere of the world that, than we live in. And like that, again, that doesn't make it right for them to feel that way and be like, oh, yeah, he's, she's just out to get him. Like, right. you know, no, like, don't threaten to shoot someone. Exactly. In the, head, you the, know? the easy way like, to not get got in this case is not to say to that not, to somebody. Yeah, exactly. And like, but that is, I would imagine, something that is more common in the NBA than a lot of people would like to admit. Mm-hmm. And. And not necessarily the threats, but that mindset of like, oh, you know, like women or people or whoever are out to They're get out us. to get you. Yeah. And so I don't know if that I say all of this to say not to justify their actions or anything, because I still think that like like you, I think this should be a simple decision, especially if these allegations. There's like if they're able to see pretty quickly, that there's a degree, any degree of veracity to them. And it yeah. seems like there is. Um then I would think that this would be a simple decision, but it just may not be for them. I don't know. You well, know, like well, we always I, I want think, to believe that people are going to do the right thing, but that's not always the case. I don't. I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but from you and I talking about this off the air, and then you know, in, in Slack and stuff like that, it's not so much like the 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 right thing to do here. The right and easy thing again. Easy, it's it's actually harder for them to keep him on their roster probably than not to. Yeah, I mean, that's even like all this stuff aside, they were probably going to have to let him go anyway to free up a roster spot for someone on the buyout market like Andre Godala. Right. So, 
But if if again, if it comes down to them keeping them on their on the roster, this is you explaining why they would do that. Like the things that yeah. would go into their decision to do that. It's not that we're saying that it's and the it's right not thing wanting to do. other players and around they the should league be criticized. To be like, like you treated him. Yeah, it's a, it, and it's them being like you don't want that. Not wanting other players around the league to see them doing this and think negatively of it. If like and that you know again that's cowardly. Yeah. But well, it, yeah. Right. So if they do that and it's for any of those reasons, that's where I that's where I hop on the show and I I criticize them to hell. Right. Because this is and again, it, it comes back. It goes back to, you know, like it like like it did with Lance Stevenson last year, like it did with Jason Kidd this year. Right. At what point do you say like, no, actually, we are going to care about how our like the human beings that we sign to our organization that we have in the building we're actually going to care about that more than the wins and losses and the really really frustrating thing with all of these three cases is that Lance Stevenson doesn't help you win basketball games Jason Kidd as a coach doesn't help you win basketball games DeMarcus Cousins with a torn ACL doesn't help you win basketball games so like they're overcomplicating this thing if they keep him but yeah, they, and again not that it would be better if they did so if he helped them win basketball right. games but, but, this but, is, but this is the, it makes it all the easier for them to do the right thing yes. and that's what that's what and again we're recording it's basically this. it's rather than throwing them a soft pitch it's putting it on a tee yeah and <laughs> which like golfers would say doesn't necessarily help all the time but like if if i what makes this frustrating and 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 we're recording this before the lakers have had the chance to really do anything they're still gathering facts yeah, they've and made we a haven't statement, seen... but i would imagine that we don't hear anything about this until probably like friday at 3 p.m yeah right so <laughs> friday friday news temp is what we're probably going to be dealing with here but uh it's just it's frustrating that the right thing to do in in all three of these cases the the easy thing to do was don't sign lance stevenson the easy thing to do was don't hire jason kidd the easy thing to do here is just cut demarcus cousins and and in all three of these cases, to this point, they haven't done that. And if they don't do that, they deserve any amount of criticism that they get because the right and easy thing to do was the thing that they didn't do. And and it's something that, like, if I was, again, what it goes back to, as it did with Jason Kidd, was if I was a female Lakers fan, I would ask, do you guys actually care about me? Like, do, do you guys, is this something that you guys actually care about? Like for me, you know, when I talk to Avery and she asks, you know, eventually when she's able to talk and she's able to decide like which sports team she's going to root for. And she asks me, Hey, why should I root for the Lakers? What do I say? Yeah. They totally care about you. Cause it's daddy's job. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like they, they totally care about you. And, and, and that's where this, 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 it just, it should hit home personally for a lot of people here because this is not behavior that if it's true, if, if this is actually DeMarcus Cousins who, who did this, that's not the way you treat another human being, let alone the person that you had a child with. Like that's yeah. just, that's not how you, that's not how you do things. That's not how you yeah. carry yourself. All right, we're going to lighten things up a little bit. Let's talk about. Uh, well, we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about. I was going to say, I think we need a palate cleansing ad or something like that. <laughs> we do, we do. Uh, let's take a quick second. When we come back, I want to talk about Kobe Bryant calling Shaquille O'Neal fat. I really like this Kobe story. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it's not the first time that he's criticized Shaq's work ethic, but it's certainly the funniest way he's done it. It is. It is. I like, I got kind of annoyed when he and Shaq kind of went back and, and did the whole revisionist thing where, you know, they said, oh, it wasn't that bad and this and that. And it's like, no, it was, it was that bad. We know how things, we know how things went. We were watching. Yeah. We were paying attention. Uh I I like this. I like the real. I like Kobe saying no. If if Shaq, because he started by saying that Shaq, if he kept, if he had the same work ethic that Kobe did, he would be the greatest player of all time by a lot. Yeah, which is true. Which is which is. Basically and Kobe even said Shaq would be the first person to tell you that, which I don't think is true. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not sure if that's true. I think Shaq says like I'm already the greatest player of all time. You know. Yeah, for that like two year stretch that Shaq cared about that, he was the the arguably the greatest player of all time. Uh, but I want the actual quote though. You have it in front of you, I believe. Uh, Kobe Kobe saying that Shaq cost him. Uh, well, he has five rings, but he would have gotten, according to Kobe, 12 with yes. Shaq. So yes. possibly so as many said, as nine rings. Yeah, so Kobe said that, uh, well, I guess cost him as many as uh, as seven. No, so if he... Because Kobe got five. Right, so. but he had five total. He yeah. had only three with Shaq. So if he, and like, I don't know if he's doing math. Is it mathematically possible for him to have won nine more and then won the two that he had with Powell? No, because they there weren't there, nine there was overlap. in between, yeah, and right. yeah, there was overlap, and they probably wouldn't have All traded right, so it for cost him seven rings. Yeah, all right, um, go for it. So you know, he said uh, he said like I wish he was in the gym. I would have had twelve fucking rings. Uh, <laughs> and then he said that this isn't anything that he doesn't say to Shaq's face. And he says uh, he says me and Shaq used to all the time. Hey, dude, if your lazy ass was in shape. <laughs> I would I would have loved to be there if and when Kobe has ever said this to Shaq because I don't think Can you imagine is... if he actually hadn't Shaq's reaction when he sees these quotes coming. He's like, I thought we had squashed it. <laughs> All right. I you want you Kobe. to picture how hard this would be to say to Shaq because it's it's objectively true. Well, Kobe tried to fight him in practice when he was like 19. So I yeah. don't think that this would be that hard for Kobe to say That's to Shaq. True. That's true. But for us, could you imagine you or I going up to Shaq, all seven foot two, He'd snap 300, half. 350 pounds of him? Like you're saying that to literal Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> I think he has the actual dimensions physically yeah, of actually, Thanos. I think he was Josh Brolin's do- body double for that movie. <laughs> Uh, I don't I don't think that ends very well if if Kobe says this, but my takeaway. So the easy takeaway here is, uh, yes, Kobe is right. Right. That's 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 objectively true that Kobe would have all these rings. Shaq would be the great. Well, 12 rings. I'm not so sure about like maybe a couple extra. Probably. Yeah. 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 He probably wins like seven, seven or eight. But let's say. if you're Shaq, what drove you the most insane about Kobe? Probably, he's a tryhard. Right. Yeah. So, so this quote kind of sort of sums up why Kobe and Shaq didn't get along because yeah, Kobe had fundamentally different approaches to the game. <laughs> right. Like Kobe was like, "My arm fell off. Just tape it back on." And right. Shaq was like, "Well, my arm fell off. I'm gonna spend time all summer doing whatever I want, and then I want you to surgically add it back once we get back to training camp on the first day of it." Exactly. Exactly. And and like that's that was what I kind of found interesting here was that this was Kobe 
in a way, kind of admitting why it was these guys didn't get along. This was, like, not subconsciously, this was in any way, like, no way whatsoever something he intended. But the end result here is a perfect explanation as to why Shaq and Kobe's time together was as bumpy and, and rough as, as, it, as it got. Because, yep. like, Kobe, it probably, and it drove Kobe insane with Dwight, remember? Like, it drove Kobe absolutely insane with Dwight that you saw somebody with with the the again the actual dimensions of Thanos the jumping ability of Thanos the the physical ability like just this this absolute monster of a human being who didn't understand what it took to be successful in the NBA and now with Shaq it didn't matter because he was so gifted he was so much better than than even Dwight Howard at at his peak that he was going to win no matter what but it would it would still drive Kobe insane that that yeah like you had the opportunity to be the absolute greatest ever and and you squandered it and it probably dropped like it's something that I would love to hear Kobe and Shaq talk about honestly at this point in in, in both those guys' lives because I think it would be a fascinating conversation. Yeah, I mean it's like it's honestly how I feel about our run on locked on Lakers a little bit. I mean, you had like you kind of the guy that doesn't really like to prep, put in a lot of work outside of the, outside of the show. Like, I don't think this is a big secret to everyone, but incredibly naturally gifted, an amazing host and someone like who as a leader of conversations and keeps things going and asks interesting questions and makes interesting points. Like it, like, and and then you have me, like possibly the most overprepare of all you time. So freaking hard. Yeah, and like constantly trying to do every little thing that I can to get better, and like just watching you just easily do it and being like, well, if you would just like you know send out a couple more tweets a day about the show, or if you would like spend you know fifteen minutes before the show trying to come up with talking points, like our, our stuff could be even better. And like that's why you know that's why eventually I had to leave, and you know you got your pow in in uh, in Pete. <laughs> who uh, ironically hates Pau Gasol. I know. I, I, the whole thing was honestly a setup just to compare Pete to Pau. Because <laughs> I knew he hated it. <laughs> I also like that we – we're just. I'm going to edit this out, but we should just leave it so that people actually think you left because of that. Like, I can't take it anymore with this guy. I'm yeah, out. Just, just cut this part. Uh, yeah, I was so f***ed up with your lack of work ethic that – I had to leave. I had to, you know, stake out for greener pastures. And now I come back for free just to dunk on you. Two greener pastures. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a couple questions here before we get out of it. Uh, this question here comes from Trip Before C. Uh, congratulations on the birth of, birth of your daughter. Thank you. My son was born a few hours after the Lakers beat the Celtics this season. I hope the same for you in some manner this year. But my question is, say you were in charge of an expansion team. Every team can keep their top six guys. You are in charge of the team's location and expansive, expansion draft. Who do you choose and what is your process and what city do you end up in hold on now so okay so you're picking you're starting an expansion team and we're picking like guys off of other teams of rosters that aren't their top six players uh i get yeah 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 Yeah, because i think that's how like hockey does it okay uh i was not prepared for the question what we won't do the top six players thing yeah like which all right if you could move a team anywhere whether it's the Bucks, whether it's the Lakers, whether it's the Sixers, who, it doesn't matter. Which team out there 
would you want to start and move them to a city? I would imagine the place that you want to move them to is Los Angeles, right? Like we know this now that the place. Yeah. Well, if there are no, like if there are no other teams in those cities or whatever, I was going to actually go with the pandering answer and say, you know what? I'm getting the Clippers out of Los Angeles. (laughs) They're headed to Seattle. (laughs) And also like, that's also not a bad answer because I have a great roster to start with. Um, They have Steve Ballmer with limitless pockets. Yeah. Um, And you know, you go to a great NBA market that kind of got screwed over. Like they didn't lose their team. Yeah. Not even kind of, they didn't lose their team because they didn't support it. They like, they lost their team because the owners made it very clear that they were leaving and fans were like well you know what i'm not gonna go to games and give you my money anymore and the owners were like see no one's coming to the games we can leave um yeah yeah so i'm saying i'm moving the clippers to seattle and starting there that's a good one that's a good one i if i'm allowed to be the owner of a team that means i'm getting rid of the current owner and i'm getting rid of james dolan and running the knicks because that's, okay, and just not even moving them yeah that's that's not like he's literally the thing that is holding them back yeah, I guess like I don't I don't have like a top six or whatever prepared because, you know, you didn't yeah. read this question before we went on the air and an ode to your lack of preparation. <laughs> um, but if you were running the Knicks and you could like pick, let's say like you can't pick guys that you think are like top 10 players. But who would you pick as like your first three in like an expansion draft or whatever? Like if just the whole league was basically free agents, except for the top 10 guys, somehow mm-hmm. those guys were protected. I would probably go with Steph. Giannis. You don't think Steph is a top 10 player? Oh, wait. So I. Yeah, you can't pick a top 10 player. A guy that you think is top 10. Okay. A guy that I can't. All right. So I don't I don't want to say top 30 because I feel like like if every team could protect one, because I don't even know if we're all like in agreement on our top 30s. Yeah. No, I don't think Dame is a top 10 player. I can. Hey, you know, I'm with you on that one. So I think I would I would have Dame on my team. Uh, I would go. Man, this is tough. Jimmy Butler, I don't think, is a top 10 player. I'd have Jimmy Butler on my team. And I would go Ben Simmons is my third guy. Wow, you skipped LeBron? <laughs> you don't think I'm LeBron's a top 10 I'm guy? I'm kidding. I'm kidding, everyone. <laughs> Who are you going with? Uh, out of guys that are, I mean, your team's not bad. I'm trying to think of like who is my top. So like 10. our top ten would probably be in no in no order, right? Yeah. Giannis, LeBron, Steph, Harden, AD. Are we putting Jokic in there? I, if Jokic isn't in there, he takes Ben Simmons' spot for me. Yeah. Uh, that's five that I've named so far. I think Jokic is in there. So Jokic is in there. Uh, Embiid is in there, and. It's tough because Kevin Durant, we don't know what he's going to be when he comes back. But yeah, he, I'll put him in there just because he's Kevin Durant. Like he's going to be. Yeah. So I actually I kind of like your choice of Dame. I think that's a good one. That's yeah. like a guy that's like a fringe top ten guy. Um, that's like a really good point guard as well. And we've seen elevates his team every year. I also like. I would like to get Blake Griffin out of Detroit and get him on like a fun <laughs> team again. Yeah. You know? Like that actually has a chance to be good. So like team that like people care about outside. Yeah, there's two. And then I'm trying to think like who would be my third. Um, Butler. No, I don't think I really I don't think it would be Jimmy. Uh, Clay Thompson, maybe, depending on how he comes back. Draymond. Draymond's a good one. Or like or Draymond would be another like really good. uh, Draymond was kind of a guy that I was thinking about um, is also like and then like him and Blake Griffin could be like a really versatile front court as well. Although it might be tough to get them a ton of minutes together. Yeah. So the spacing there isn't great. 
Griffin yeah. would have to continue to hit threes and Draymond would really have to improve. Yeah, especially because like if you're going to play a traditional big man with them at times, like that gets really rough. So maybe yeah. not Draymond, but yeah. That's good. That's good. I wonder I, so I had two more spots I just really to like go Draymond. in my top 10. I would be I'd be tempted to put Draymond in my top 10 actually. I really would. And then maybe I don't think he's a top 10 player in the league. He's up there, but I don't think he's top 10. Warriors fans would like scream from the high heavens that yes he is a top 10 player and and i think there's a case to be made but i yeah i don't know if he's a top 10 player everywhere like i don't know if he's the kind of guy you start your franchise around i wouldn't very much think about unlocked has his best skill sets unlocked by being in that specific situation yeah absolutely absolutely all right uh let's do one more question here uh is there a position that an NBA team could offer you that you would take? How much am I making? What, like, the average person makes in that spot. Oh. Um, no. Honestly, well, I mean, depending on, like, you know, maybe one of their, like, media jobs, like one of their team media positions or something like that, like, because that's something that I feel like I could skip succeed at and not get fired immediately like i feel like most other positions in the organization i would get fired pretty quickly because i have like a very specific skill set and i'm not sure that it translates like i would not be a good scout i can like i can already know that yeah um like i would not be a good particularly good coach i don't think despite my storied boys and girls club career (laughs) of uh, coaching basketball there um you know like maybe maybe yeah No, you know what position I would take is president of basketball operations because you get like this really long guaranteed salary and no one can fire you. You just whenever you screw up, you just blame the people under you. It's great. That's a good one. Our walk off to Italy. (laughs) Owner, I guess, is not a position that you can take. Yeah. Like nobody's going to hire you to be owner. But yeah, no (laughs) owner would be a great position. <laughs> I think that's the one I would sign up for. PBO is good though. I'd probably I'd probably go for P- PBO or or general manager, basketball decision maker, whatever that title is in that organization, because they all seem to have like somewhat different ones. But whoever is the top of the top, because I didn't want to say GM, because in some situations you're below someone there, and you could still get blamed for things. Like yeah. I want to be top of the food chain so that I can blame everyone else when things go wrong. <laughs> That's the same reason I have my job now. It's just if something goes wrong, I just blame Christian <laughs> or you. That's why I got – that's why I stepped off of this, the, the second spot. That's why uh, – no, I mean that's why I hired you. You're my fall guy. Shouts to Chris <laughs> Carter. Uh, let's see. Agent isn't technically a job that you – like isn't technically for an NBA team. But I think of like the jobs that are associated with the NBA. Look, honestly, I'm not even kidding. This is not, be, this is not me kissing up to David. This is not me like being obscenely uh, like obnoxious about what I do. My current position is pretty cush. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is probably what I would prefer to do forever for, for the rest of my life. Uh, but like, I would like to be an agent. That'd be nice. Uh, I would. And you have or, your bachelor's or, degree. So <laughs> there you go. I can't, I can, I can just, Although it's no longer a requirement, but still <laughs> barely, Super barely got my bachelor's point. degree. That, that was yeah. always funny. Cause I was like, yes, I technically have a bachelor's degree, but there's not a human being on earth who thinks I'm more qualified to do what rich Paul does than rich Paul. Yeah, no, of course not. Right. Yeah. It was, just, it was, it was it's the NCA being dumb. 
All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Lockdown Lakers podcast. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Thank you for your continued questions. That's probably how I'm going to end uh, the week. I'm probably – I'm not going to lie. Avery's taking quite a bit out of Jen and me. So we are. I'm probably going to take tomorrow off again and then come back on Friday with uh, – Oh, wow, just another day off. All right. I see like, how it is. I'm sorry to the listeners. You know, Pete and I just can't – we can't make it all the time because this isn't our full-time gig. But uh-huh. I'm sorry that Anthony can't find time for you. Uh, like I said, this is why I really enjoy my job. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is real. Uh, but, but for now, make sure you guys make somebody else's day. Uh, keep those questions coming. I'm gonna, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be hard to get all of them, uh, get to all of them, uh, on Friday show, but keep them coming, uh, at least for Sunday show, uh, that I will record for Monday. I don't believe Pete will be back quite yet, but we'll see. Have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. We'll talk no, to you No, I think he's gone longer than that. Yeah, I think so, too. Lucky bastard. Damn it, Pete. You know what? I'm not ending the show right now. Pete taking his vacation right before the Lakers signed Dwight Howard and right before the stuff happens with DeMarcus Cousins is outright an unbelievable luck and bullshit. Awful. Yeah, I honestly think that Pete is the glue holding this place together, just in more <laughs> ways than one. And it's, like, it's like they found out he was going on vacation, and everybody started acting crazy. Yeah. Gosh. Like, Pete's not here. We got to do something dumb so that he feels the need to come back. Yeah. And what's yeah. terrible is that, like, I keep getting knocked for being too negative about the Lakers, and it's because I have to talk about this stuff. Like, I have to cover all this. Pete yeah. gets let off the hook. He's seen as, like, Mr. Golden Child because he doesn't have to talk about this stuff. No, He's honestly, in, somewhere I, in I, Europe. Yeah, I think it's bullshit. I think we should overthrow him. I agree. You know what? Yeah. Harrison, you're hired. I did it. You have, you have Pete's spot. a coup. <laughs> now we just have to get it by your union. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind.